eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Baseball is back. Sort of. I mean, not, not really. Uh, a bunch of guys are having a catch in Florida, but you know what? It's a national holiday. It's pitchers and catchers reporting. Welcome to the first week, Obronia, where there are Met baseball players, mostly pitchers and catchers, really everybody, having a catch in sunny Florida. And I do think one of the the cool things about pitchers and catchers reporting is not necessarily that guys are working out, not necessarily that guys are having bullpen sessions. But I do think it's cool to hear from the guys. You know, I I listen to every second of Buck Showalter's press conference from Tuesday, and I devoured it. You know, I listen to every second of Pete Alonzo meeting the media on Wednesday, and I devoured it. And it was just cool to hear from them. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, most of the guys. So this is going to be a long month and a half. Let's not kid ourselves. The excitement of pitchers and catchers reporting will rub off in a few days. The excitement of the first spring training game, which is a week from Saturday, will rub off in like four innings. And then we all start to get that itch for opening day. And we still have a while. Now, let's not kid ourselves. It's the middle of February. You know, opening day. Uh, we still got a while. We still have a month and a half. But happy pitchers and catchers to everybody out there. Uh, we will discuss the 86 rewatch a little bit later on in the podcast. There were a lot of emails, a lot of feedback. A lot of thoughts about that game. So we will get to that. We'll save that for the end of the pod. So if you're not interested in the current Mets, you can fast forward the next how many minutes and get right to the end when we talk about the rewatch of Game 7 of the 86 World Series. So there's a lot to devour. Again, I listen every second of what Buck said, of what Max said, Pete Alonso said. Let me start off. I'm not saying this is a headline, but... It's something that did jump out at me, and I think it probably jumped out a lot of people. And it actually came from Max Scherzer. And it's when Max said, I want to pitch 200 innings. I want to go out there, and I want to pitch every five days. I don't want extra rest. 
I want to pitch. That's my goal going into a season. He did also say that he'll do what's best for the team. He did throw that in there. So it wasn't simply, this is what I'm going to do. Shut the F up. He did have that caveat of, I want to do what's best for the team. Uh, I think this is an interesting issue for all of us. And this is not me bringing up the Nets. I'm going to bring up the NBA. We all get really upset with load management. We don't like it. Most people don't like it. There was a basketball game the other night between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Tatum didn't play. Jalen Brown didn't play. Uh, Al Horford didn't play. A lot of guys didn't play. And the reason for a lot of the a lot of those guys not playing was load management. And it's become a big issue in the NBA. I've always been a defender of teams resting guys with the with the thought being, hey, I'm just doing what's best to win a championship. Over the course of an 82-game 82 reg, regular season, I don't look at every regular season game as a necessity. I need guys to be fresh for April, May, and June. This isn't an NBA podcast, but Major League Baseball, slowly but surely, is getting closer to the NBA. And I'll give you an example. We as Met fans fully expect to be in the postseason. Yankee fans fully expect to be in the postseason. We saw Max Scherzer last year during the regular season when he was healthy, and he pitched a majority of the season, missed a chunk of time, but still went out there, pitched in April and May and June, came back. He was great. He was great. I I can't say a bad thing about what he did when he pitched over those 23 starts and 145 innings. He had a 2-2-9 ERA. He had the lowest ERA of his career. But when it mattered the most, Max Scherzer sucked. When it mattered in Atlanta, he wasn't good. When it mattered at City Field against the Padres, he was getting booed off the mound. I'm not telling you he struggled because he pitched too much. No, I can't claim that. He only threw 145 innings. But we define seasons now based on what happens in October. And the fact that we now have six teams making the postseason, eight really make the postseason in the NBA, we ain't that far off. We're not. So I declare to you an opinion of mine that's evolved. And it's evolved because baseball's evolved. I haven't changed. They changed. I don't want Max Scherzer throwing 200 innings. Period. Stop. I don't. I'm not going to scream. I promise you. Hoff will call me out if I do on pulling Max too early in the seventh inning of a game in May. I used to. I used to bitch about that stuff all the time. But the truth is, there's a bigger picture now. And with six teams making the postseason, and Max being a freaking fossil at 38 years old, 39 in late July, and Verlander, who is a part of this discussion too, but I'm talking about Max specifically because he's the one who opened his mouth, I don't want him to pitch 200 innings. I don't want him to throw 115 pitches in a given start because the priority is October. I want him to miss a start here and there, not because of injury, but because of Buck making a decision, hey, we got to keep him fresh. So you may not like this term. You may scream at your radio or your phone right now and say, Evan, it's not the same. But I'll say it anyway. I'm a fan of load management. We hate it in the NBA. It's a curse word. But in Major League Baseball, is it? So, Hoff, where am I wrong? So, I hate to say this because I like to sometimes be the devil's advocate. But I'm actually fully on board with this. Uh, it makes so much sense, especially with the the 
bullpen that the Mets currently have right now, and we'll get to another piece that they're kind of looking at right now. Maybe they'll bring him in. Who knows? I, I was thinking about the, today, like, we heard the, the, new, the news about the Grom. He's sitting already, and it's like, oh, the memories in the DeGrom the, the already. I'm thinking, how many starts do we see DeGrom or Scherzer or Verlander realistically have? And I'm saying to myself, you know what? Like, if they each hit about 25 starts this season, I'll be happy. I'll be fine with that. That, to me, is totally fine. And I know that means that they'll maybe miss more than just one or two starts. That's a lot more. Right. But I'm okay with it because the main goal, like you said, is the playoffs. And this is where we're at now. The expectations and Cohen, which we'll talk about in a few minutes too. Cohen has made a point of in year three, four, five, there needs to be a World Series. So the expectations are not just, oh, well, hopefully we'll get to the playoffs. No, the expectations are higher than that. And look, the truth is if the Mets aren't as good as we think and the Mets are in a dogfight to make the postseason – Obviously, come August, come September, our views are going to change. Then it's balls to the wall, push the guy out there, pitch every five days, throw 115 pitches because you need to win. Obviously, the way a season goes can change that. I don't think there's any question, but coming into a season in which the expectations are through the roof, I think you've got to play the long game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And, you know, Max said something about wanting to pitch every five days. Just to give you a fair breakdown of last year, on four days rest, which is your normal five-day rotation, he made nine starts, okay? With one extra day of rest, he made 10 starts. With two extra days or more of rest, he made four starts. So 14 of his 23 starts came with an extra day. So it's not as if he was pitching every fifth day the majority of the time. And by the way, his numbers were basically identical in all those situations. So there's no breakdown of he was better here, he was better there. Max Scherzer is a pro. He's going to be great no matter when you pitch him. Or he's going to struggle no matter when you pitch him, I guess. But he's a, he's a great pitcher. So I don't think giving him an extra day affects him in any kind of negative way. And this is where, and I don't think Buck's going to do it, but I, I'm a believer in a six-man rotation. I think it solves this issue of, you know, keeping Max's workload limited and keeping Justin's uh, workload limited. I'll give you an example. If you're healthy and you make every start every five days, you would make 33 starts in a given season. So a healthy season now, if you're a starting pitcher, is either 32 or 33 starts. If you have a six-man rotation, and you're making your starts, right? You're not skipping any. You're making every start every six days. That number is 27. And wouldn't we all agree 27 feels like a good number? And let's say you pitch six innings in those 27 starts. That's 162 innings, which, again, very reasonable. If you're pitching seven innings in those starts, you're at 189 innings. Again, not quite 200 like Max's goal, but reasonable. So when you think about the amount of starts the guys would make, when you think about the amount of innings they would throw, 
without even saying, hey, I'm going to skip your turn here. I'm going to skip your turn there. You wouldn't even have to. Assuming a guy is healthy for an entire season, which I know is tough to do, especially with Scherzer, because as much as DeGrom gets the bad rap of missing time, Max has missed time. You know, he's had a couple of years in which he, not a lot of time, not nearly on the level of DeGrom, by the way, but he's missed time here and there. You know, he misses a couple of starts like he did in 2019, where he made those 27 starts and 172 innings that I basically described. So I know Max doesn't like it because he said he wants to pitch every five days. And I I know I'm kind of saying something into the wind because it's not going to happen. I don't believe Buck Showalter is going to do it. But I am a believer in a six-man rotation. I think it makes the workload manageable. I think it'll help Kodai Senga in a major way, considering that's the rotation in Japan. So you're benefiting a third guy in all of this. And it also allows an opportunity for a David Peterson or Tyler Miguel or whoever you're thinking of, Joey Lucchese, whoever you'd want that sixth guy to be, to be in the rotation. Now, I'm not naive enough to not assume someone's going to get hurt. And if someone gets hurt, maybe that changes. Maybe it goes back to a five-man rotation. But if this team is healthy, going into opening day, I still think it's the best plan because it allows Scherzer and Verlander an extra day every time out there. If you even want to push them just a tiny bit more because they have an extra day, do it. I just think it would do so much good for this rotation, even though it sounds like it's something Max Scherzer would despise. Well, I mean, you talk about a Cy Young Award winner last year in Justin Verlander, pitched 28 starts. Yeah. How many How many is he pitch? 175. Yep. 185 strikeouts, and he was the best season of his career ERA-wise. So, I mean, it, it's almost like if these guys are that good and they're going to continue to be that good, you might as well go that route. And by the way, just one thing about Verlander, and I can't say this is the reason, but you just mentioned the season that he had. He had a great year last year, won the Cy Young, but they kept his innings and starts limited. In the postseason, he was bad. He he just was. Remember that first start he made against the Mariners? He gave up six runs in four innings. The Astros made a great comeback and made it moot. He pitched great against the Yankees, but that doesn't count. He's the Yankees' daddy, so we kind of throw that one out. And obviously, look at the World Series where he was up and down. So why did Justin Verlander, in four postseason starts, three of the four was either bad or mediocre? Why'd that happen? Now, is it related to he's coming off Tommy John, he threw 170 innings? I I would lean more towards that than the moment being too big for him because obviously the moment's not too big for him. He's had fine moments in the postseason. So when you look at the way Verlander pitched in the postseason for the Astros, the way Scherzer pitched in the postseason for the Mets in the year in which he didn't have a full workload but was hurt at the end of the year, isn't that more of a reason to be as careful as you can with them? Oh, no question. And, again, you're talking about a team where our expectations are we're going to be in the playoffs anyway, so it's like I don't need to put any – that's say extra pressure. It's not extra pressure, but there's no need – to put us in a situation where we're going to extend somebody a little bit too much where it's going to cause them not to be available in a big spot. Because that's the nightmare scenario. I mean, this team, even though Verlander is not the Grom, this team's strength, the thing that makes the Mets special 
at least on paper, is a one-two punch of starters and aces and future Hall of Famers. That's what makes them special. I remember us screaming about that at the end of last year, that that's supposed to be the difference. And you want to be able to take advantage of it. By the way, to be fair with Verlander, because I gave you Scherzer's breakdown on how often he pitched with extra days, with Verlander, he rarely pitched on regular rest. Rarely. So he made 28 starts. Only five of them were on regular rest. Only five the entire season. Again, coming off Tommy John surgery, I should point out, though, in those five starts on regular rest, <laughs> he was 3-0 and with a 0.90 ERA. So he was pretty good. But he made 16 starts on exactly five days rest, which is what a six-man rotation would look like. He was nine and three, two, four, seven ERA. And then with an extra day and like two extra days, he made seven starts, 0.63 ERA, even better than his numbers on regular rest. So I think the conclusion out of this is they're fine no matter what. But Verlander more times than not pitched with an extra day of rest. It's amazing. It's amazing, but it's it's smart. It's you have an asset. And you want to make sure that he's there at the end of the season. And that's the main goal. We we continue to talk about that now. And that's going to be the conversation all season long is get me to the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. And obviously that could change. If the Mets are having a mediocre season and we're sitting here in June and the playoffs aren't guaranteed, it's very, very different. Much like in the NBA. If you have a team in which you're maintenancing guys, but all of a sudden, uh-oh, we may not make the real playoffs, you throw the maintenance crap out the window. So cards subject to change as Vince McMahon would say, 